I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello, welcome to the Junk Time Effort Podcast, round 15, 2019. We're coming to you from Wayne Jackson Studios. My name is Michael Chamberlain, and joining me is a man who can't wait for the AFL to introduce the bunker for the score review system. It's Adam Rosenbach. Ah, uh, g'day, Michael. Now, we've had a lot of controversy surrounding our score review system. They don't know what to do with it. They're talking about the bunker, and I am pumped for a bunker. You Can are I- pumped. Can I just say that uh, when has a bunker any- ever let anyone down? Mm-hmm. Because two of the best bunkers through history... Uh, Hitler's bunker Uh huh Worked well And another famous Austrian Joseph Fritzl Really? Had a cracking bunker Yeah yeah Not only uh, He used to watch All the local games And he would be the, He would be the go to So they'd be like Fritz what do you reckon He goes uh, Offside Obviously <laughs> It was soccer and he would watch all the games, and no one knew that. That's the bit that they don't talk to him, the positive Sure, the side. contributions he made to the community, yeah. Exactly. Yeah, sure. So tell me about Hitler. So your great-grandfather probably was best mates <laughs> with him at the time. <laughs> he, he got his first start in that bunker. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, um, in the Bundesliga. Yes, that's right. <laughs> and things were going great for six years. Uh-huh. They had a fucking cracking time in the bunker. Uh-huh. Nothing ever went wrong. And then the... Uh, the Red Army, who mm-hmm. clearly offside, <laughs> yeah. uh, took over the bunker and uh, and then Hitler blew his brains out. Yeah, the VAR was way off with the, yeah, uh, which the Red Army. That would be uh, the end result of all AFL reviews. If you get it wrong, wrong. bang. Oh, yeah, yeah. out and the back. Your, and your family. Yeah, 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 <laughs> and yeah, exactly. all of your staff family. Cyanide <laughs> yeah. pills and the dogs. Everyone. <laughs> Just taking yeah. out the side. I actually went to the uh, Hitler bunker in 2017. Yeah, last year? Year before that. Yep. And uh, it's a car park now. The car park. Yeah, they've they've made sure that it's not a, uh, a and they get, travel destination. And they get really annoyed when you try to put up a flag. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, let's introduce really our guest who you may have heard already, <laughs> Damien Callan, and thank you for coming back to the podcast. And Damo! Oh, it's great to be here. Yeah. Bombers fan, mate. How'd you go on Thursday night? Um, it was pretty exciting. I must now say. Now you went. Yeah, it was that the game? Yeah, yeah. And you guys, you cheated your way once again. Essendon cheating their way to victory. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Um, we were happy when that happened. We didn't. We didn't want a pure, clean, um, yeah, sentimental victory. Was there any awareness at the ground at the at the time when the uh, yeah? Ad, but, well, Adam not, Kennedy, not right? much. Yes, Adam Kennedy. Yeah, it is always different because they don't play all the replays straight away on the screen like well, they do. Well, that so, one never got reviewed, so you wouldn't have even known at the ground because it wasn't until the coverage later on they were like, "Well, that was clearly touch." But my brother said he. My brother went, "Oh, they're saying it's touch. He must have seen Kennedy." Kind of remonstrated oh, yes. the umpire, which they did. So we were kind of the only ones around us who even knew that because yep. he just happened to see it. So we st- we actually started doing the countdown, going nine, eight, <laughs> seven, bounce the fucking yes! ball, bounce the ball, bounce the ball. Um, yeah. So the, yeah, so you kind of removed from the controversy, and it's like he's fifty meters away from the goal. 
Well, that's the thing that they're saying is it needs to be for goal line reviews yeah. and it wasn't brought in for for that for being yeah. touched 50 metres away from the yep. ball. Only Kennedy was the one who put his hand up was like, oh, I fucking yeah. touch that. And, and like, have you seen Kennedy's fingers? They're like really weirdly shaped. <laughs> like, they're always like that. <laughs> they're at a right like angle. Been, Not conclusive. Like back a lot. Not conclusive. Well, let's walk way back to the 2009 grand final when it was brought in when Tom Hawkins hit the post. No, but it didn't come in straight after that, did it? It took years before the goal review came in, didn't it? Well, maybe you were too bad. I feel like it might have been 20 10, but it could be a junk topology next week if that's not correct. Do you reckon no, it's been it goes, for goes seven or eight back years? Back that, 1909, uh, Hayden Bunton, <laughs> yeah, yeah. He, he, um, he reckoned he touched the ball yeah. because sure. um, it actually it snuffed out his cigarette, <laughs> <laughs> his left hand, and yeah. you can clearly see you can clearly see the smoke in the ash. And and the, the goal umpire, that was his, he was drinking brandy at the time, yeah. okay? So that's he on was. him. But just as he kicked it, you could hear the foop of the flash. <laughs> Yeah, so that's it. They went back to check it, but yeah. they couldn't get it developed for three the weeks. Three, <laughs> three weeks. Blake was still under his bit of black. He was smiling. The photo was yeah. fucked up. <laughs> but they've had an absolute fucking uh, shocker of a yeah. week. So they've sacked 11 of the 15 score reviews. So they've dropped them down to four, which means people are flying fucking everywhere yeah, to get the job done. Yeah, 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 sure. So a few weeks ago, we talked about this on the yep. pod about who are these people? Mm. Like, why aren't there names in the paper? Like the goal umpire and the boundary umpire. Who we are these people? And it turns out from a from a, a deep throat yeah. at the AFL that said that they're just kind of randoms. They're just random who work in the office. And they get 150, 200 bucks to do the game. No, but having said with that... With no training. But having said that, how much fucking training do you need? You go, oh yeah, there's the four bits of vision I need to see. Mm-hmm. It touches his finger, ipso facto, behind. Yeah, okay. Like it doesn't, do you need to be like a trained goal umpire? Well, do you need to know football in and out? It happens very fast though. So they, they need to be, you know, competent workers. And at 250 bucks for a day, they're not going to be competent workers. My theory is, because I won't say who they are. for a game though. Can I just say that the money's not as bad as you say. They so get travel. Two and a half hours maybe. Yeah. 250 bucks, that's not 50 bad. bucks an hour, yeah. What? It, nah, it's rubbish pay. You're not happy with that? No. What do you I'm think not. they should be on? Two oh. grand. 275 plus expenses. <laughs> 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 I mean, do they get expenses? Do they yeah. get accommodation? Do they get their food at the game? Do they get a, a hot chips and a pie? Well, they would definitely get accommodation and they've got uh, a chance to go and get themselves. See, I'm wondering where they're situated because if they're in the media area, that is supplied with food. You'd imagine they would be. Mm. So they would come out, go out, talk to fucking... Uh, Tim Lane. Yeah, Tim Lane. The Have duck. a chat to Brayshaw. Yeah, BT. What are you going right. to do for roaming Brian tonight? <laughs> yeah. Don't know. Haven't worked it out yet. Okay. Looking forward to it. Get a feeling so BT does that on the so fly. So you reckon they're attached to the media department? Like, so everyone could, could know who they are, knock on the door and... I would think so. Otherwise, where are they situated? Yeah, How many true. corporate private boxes are they? And what access to... Vision do they have? Because they were saying they never saw Adam Kennedy touch that goal the other night. Well, that's the thing. Do they have access to the Channel 7 Foxtel coverage or do they have court sketches? They got court sketches. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Um, Look, I've heard, you know, they've been very secretive about it because, like, it should be, you know, you see, oh, this, the umpires are, you know, Margetts, Chamberlain, and it should be score reviewer. Fucking and put their, put their name down. And I reckon my theory is that the AFL are giving jobs to blokes um, who are unemployable, former players who are unemployable in the AFL oh. industry. Well, fuck so the people AFL like Rhys Jones, <laughs> David Rhys Jones, Ricky Nixon's uh, up Ricky, there. Ricky Nixon, <laughs> Ben Cousins. <laughs> I can see why Ricky Nixon's on there. Did you see that? Oh, sorry, I was on. I was on the internet. I like it how you say the AFL gives jobs to blokes that are unemployable. That basically makes up ninety nine percent of the people employed <laughs> by the AFL. True. All, Lethers, all get in here, mate. All the blokes are about to retire early for concussion. <laughs> put them, put them in a room with like f- blinking fluoros. 
But then white then, noise. Then they use the edge technology on the Friday night game between mm. Adelaide <coughs> and uh, Geelong down at G uh, Grievous Bodley Harm Stadium. Yep. But I couldn't see how the edge, like they showed, you know, like the Snicko line. Yeah. And it looked like about four lines, like the ball had gone over, then come back, then gone over again. It didn't look conclusive to me. Yeah. So I don't think the edge is working either. Yeah. I don't think I've actually seen the edge being put to work this year. So there was, it was Friday night. It was the yeah. first time they used it. And they went, yeah, the edge made it. But that's because the goal, unlike a cricket bat, which is a dense Yes. Thing, a goal post is hollow, so it just goes... <laughs> but then they've got the padding around it. And then the goal posts taped to the back of that. So we're still using soft. tape. We don't have actual things attached to the back of the goal no, post. It's a bloody nightmare. Do we get rid of it, though? Like, do we get rid of it now? Score oh, review. Yeah. I think we need to. Like, it, 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 like, we all talk about how, you know, this will be awful in a grand, grand final, final, but fucking watch it happen in a grand final. Oh. I reckon it's going to be great and in a grand final. And it will be taken to the Supreme Court. For someone who's not going to be in a grand final for quite some time, <laughs> I cannot think of anything better than a grand final being ruined, unless it means a Collingwood victory. Right. By yeah. a, like, if they had a comeback and said Dom Sheed's goal last year. Hit the post. Uh, yeah, we think, yeah, umpire's decision. Oh, no, it was, it was touched. You're like, fuck you. Look, I just need... I need the two hundred and fifty bucks. <laughs> so I'm I'm probably yeah biased here. I yeah. want to know who these people are, just so I can name and shame them. Okay, that's all I want. Mm. I reckon parade around like uh, during each quarter. Just so you have a go. You go you you yeah for you, sure. You fucking. They have a scale. Put they two two um, cheer squad members, one from each team, in the room. But, let them thrash it out. Oh, yeah, gotcha. Okay, so Joffa and someone else and Trout and someone yeah. else at a Richmond Collingwood game. Yeah. They get to go in there and they kind of work on the footage. Yeah. But also the thing I find interesting as well, the footage is never any good. If you watch the NFL and you can see their coverage and you see their, their it's incredible review, like it's crystal clear, yeah. slow motion. Why don't we have that? Like why don't we have the same coverage as that? Like you can see like a, t- a player like, you know, Catch a ball, bubble it up, and then catch it before it hits the ground. And yeah, they can they can got, pinpoint that. They've got NASA working on it, and we got a Harvey Norman. To get it <laughs> yeah, the basically, yeah, we've got brashes. Yeah. But even like our goal line technology, the 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 cameras on the post, the shit ass. You don't oh. you don't quite know where it is. Yeah. No, exactly, oh, yeah. and they don't look down to the ground. They just look up, kind of high, and you go, "What happened at the feet?" You can't fucking see that. There's so many dead spots. If you were uh, uh, in prison. And you need to shank someone. Mm. The AFL football ground would be the ultimate place <laughs> to do that because it's just like a it. dead you pocket. You just do it behind the point post. Yeah, it? exactly. Uh, All of a sudden, someone's Tony Mockbell's bleeding to death from a zucchini, <laughs> and you're like, "How did that happen?" You're like, "Well, we looked at the review. The edge said Can't nothing. Say a thing. It's all fine." Yeah. Now, Damo, you are a Bombers fan. What are you? Yeah. What are your feelings towards uh, Wusher? Is he the man forward for you? Um. Yeah, I don't reckon. I don't reckon he's had long enough. Okay, so given, you're happy given the special circumstances. Yeah. Um, I'm I'm giving him 17 years. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Give him a good run at it. Give him a good run at it. Not like you know, it's not like you know, Richo. He's he's had a fair crack. He's had a. So you think Richo's done, even though he's done not a bad job this year, for the Saints. Yeah, they just don't play with any freedom. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And and Essendon, Essendon, we we when when we play at our best, it's pretty good. That is very true. Your your best is fantastic. It's really fun to watch too. But it must be frustrating as a supporter because your bad is like really fucking bad. Yeah, it's because we're not that good. We've just got a particular game plan yep. that that sorts uh, some teams out. Yeah, okay. Um, what was interesting to watch, you know, getting into ser- serious diagnostics here, was the Giants are a clearly better team. They're clearly um, bigger bodied. They, yep. they muscled us inside. 
Um, and we just kept hanging on just like a little terrier biting on their ankle. And they were yeah. just like trying to shake us the whole game. And eventually it was just like, they just felt like, suddenly felt like there was more of us. And they ran over the top of them. And that's the first time that's happened against a really good side. Yeah. Considering you kicked six goals at three-quarter time and then booted six in the last, yeah. it was almost like you went to the point where you're like, oh, fuck, we've lost it. Let's just go for broke. Yeah, which is what bit. almost Essendon needs to play all the time. Yeah. 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 They just, yeah, they went hard. What's your relationship like with the club now in terms of after the turmoil? Are you, are you as big a fan as you were before it? Oh... I did. Think- I had a. I had a period. My my brother and I are members and have been for a long time. And if it wasn't for him, I would have cut up my membership. Mm-hmm. Um, Not microwaved it. It's a lot easier. Yeah, it is, isn't it? Yeah, and it looks better. Like the bubbling is fucking cool. You yeah. would have got a fifth, a lot of retweets, mate. Yeah, I would have, <laughs> actually, I would have cut them in half and made earrings out of yeah. them just to show, just to show that I can't use it. Um, so your brother got you through it. Yeah, a little bit, just because it's something that we love doing together. And mm. he was he was a lot more like, la, 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 like, you know. Were you I embarrassed like, by the club I, at I that point? I was totally embarrassed. Yeah, okay. And I was, I remember I got a phone call at the time when I was kind of the angri- angriest, but just being kicked out. From Hurdy? Saying, can you burn some stuff? I need you to shred some shit. <laughs> might have been Hurdy. Might have been pretending <laughs> to be a work experience kid. Yeah. But it was just after we'd been kicked out of the finals. Yeah. And um, got a call from the club. And it's the first time the club had called. And I thought, all right. Good. Maybe this is their. Yeah. What are they? Their mail culpa. Yeah. Wait. Time. Did you see a number come up? It said Essendon Football Club. Like surely, when you got into the conversation, you knew it was the club. Yeah. It was from a burner phone, mate. <laughs> yeah. no, it doesn't matter. Yeah. Well, I'll, go, I'll, I'll get my phone records and I'll come back next week. <laughs> um, anyway, the guy started talking. After a while, I realised he knew nothing about me. Mm-hmm. And I thought, what, what, what are you ringing for, mate? He didn't, had, had no idea how long I'd been a member and all that sort of stuff. Really? And I said, what are you, what are you ringing about? I just cut the chase and he's like, oh, and it turned out he was ringing. They were raising money for a high altitude chamber at the club. And I just lost it. I just went, yeah. You're seriously ringing me to ask me for money for another thing that can physiologically alter the, the, alter my, the playing list of the Essendon Football Club? Well, it's because the way they were getting high normally wasn't the same. So they wanted to get it in a room. My, like, my, second chance, my second chance to have a go at them, they told us this was happening. There was going to be a door knock. There actually was the discussion. And did they get the high altitude room? Do you know whether it's I up there at Tullamarine? Um, I've never seen that Like on any of the You know None of the coverage I know Colin would have one Yeah they got one upstairs oh, There'd the, uh, definitely be one out at Tom Yeah Marine. okay Yeah We're well, so close to the airport Yeah um, Half the time it's used for um, Storing drugs From, <laughs> from, uh, Keeps from the airport From the airport yeah. So it took a while for you to kind of For them to win yeah. back your faith um, And then I had a knock on the door From the club And it was Mark Neald Mark Neal, the coach. Yeah. Turned up at your house. Turned really? Up at my house, like knocked on the door. What? Asking for work? Did you, just, were you like, do you need food? <laughs> I've got blankets out the back. Last year. And he went, Mark Neal showed up at so your fucking absolutely house. Absolutely. Knocked no on the door. And I went, oh, so you live in the inner north in, of Melbourne? Yeah. I was living in Thornbury at the time. And um, he said, oh, we're just doing a door knock. And, and, was, <laughs> and, I, and I was kind of ready to. Hang on, hang on. I I let, the, start from the start. Yeah, yeah, what time of day? Slow what time down, of day? Okay. Yeah. Yeah, this is fucking the greatest thing uh, I've ever heard. Mark Neal came to your house. Your house. Uh, I reckon about 2.30 in the afternoon. Oh, midweek. What day? Midweek. Yep. Midweek. Because okay. okay. Mark, Mark Neal was driving my Uber earlier today. <laughs> yeah, but I understand that because he's unemployed. I didn't now. tip. Unemployed. <laughs> no. Two stars. I've got to follow up yeah. to this about yeah. his employment. Too much twitching. Mark Three Neal. stars. Time of day. Have we got that yet? 2.30. Let's say 2.30 on a Wednesday. Yeah. Um, knock knock. Knock knock. You open the door. I, I, I open the door. Yeah. And did um, you recognise him? 
Straight away. <laughs> he was wearing Essendon gear, but I recognised him. Dude. And he said, okay, he's Mark Nelly. Yeah, I know who you are. No, just, just, yeah, don't worry. We're just going around, uh, you know, Hat talking and to members. And, and I, and talking I was, to members. So he, talking knew, to members. he knew your address because you were a member. He wasn't knew, like randomly yeah. going through no, the <laughs> Fucking hell, man. How have we not heard this story for like <laughs> three is, years? This is the greatest thing ever. <laughs> and uh, in the end, so we kind of just... I don't, for some reason, I knew it was coming. Like the club had sent an email saying, we're going to be Mark Neal, it's on the way. <laughs> but they didn't say who, so I just thought it'd be a work experience kid. Anyways, we just kind of... And then I just had, and I said, mate, why are, you, why are you here? Did you invite him in? Um, no. Oh. <laughs> Gets his mark. No, You're oh. like, oh, fuck. We no. had a good chat, though. I just said, why are you here? And he went, oh, look, to be honest, they've, they've just kind of... We've divvied it up. And I live in the area, so sure. I'm, just going, I'm just going to the Essendon members yeah. and going to Could you imagine being a coach being told that? you got to go door knocking. No, I'm not <laughs> doing that. And then you no, think you about, would. you know, like where Wusher would have been sent off to at the time. Or maybe even Hurdy at the time sent off to I'm, do whatever. I'm, I'm assuming, yeah, because I, I said who else? And he said, oh, yeah, the, Mark Harvey. all the coaching, coaching staff are kind of doing it. Oh, dude. That's and so then, demeaning. Yeah, so and he was really lovely. We, and I could, sure you was. know, by the end of the 10, 15 minutes, we chatted for ages. <laughs> yeah. And um, we just went, oh, good luck, mate. You know, good luck with the rest of you. And he was we'll fi- see you in the area. He was fishing for cash or he was like <laughs> just fishing for like. No, it, come was, to the club. it was genuine, like, tail between the legs. We've, we've fucked up. and Yeah, wow. Um, the day after he got sacked. That is a really nice thing to it do. It was really though. nice. Like, that's unbelievable. Yeah. Don't turn it into a good thing. We're going to hang shit on Mark Neal, right? So th- this no, might no, make... I'm just talking about Essendon as a whole. Like that's fucking. That's a side that's gone. We have really fucked up. Yeah. Like we yeah. need to get back to. Do you reckon they did to all members or just like I don't you've know. been there for a while? Yeah, maybe. Yeah, and they've gone. Fuck, we got to get we got to get Callan on the good books. Get it, Callan. Yeah, he didn't know who it was. Like it wasn't like a. He doesn't want to skid out. He might do no, some free. Nice might, do, might do some free corporates yeah. for the president's lunch. <laughs> the day after he got sacked, I was at Officeworks in Preston. And I got out of the car and I looked up. Where Mark all? Neal was getting out of his car. It's like the day you when J when JFK got shot. Yeah, we all remember it. Mark. Oh, yeah, I, remember it. Yeah. I was off work. Not the day off. Do you remember we were the day after Mark <laughs> Neal got sacked? Anyway, he gets he. I saw him. He got out of his car and um, and because of that conversation, I kind of went. I felt like we were mates. Yeah. yeah. And I saw him and he he just had his head down, just like I went. Oh, you just got sacked. Yeah. And you're going into office work. Well, he's probably he's putting out your resume. <laughs> oh, this is you poor bastard. So I just, I just let him be. They've got a thing at office works now where you can rent an office space. Really? Some of them, yeah, some of them. You can rent an office space, and right. I think what you do actually just on the display furniture. Well, it's a weird thing. It's <laughs> I was just like it's like great. a little table and chairs, stuff like that. You can rent, it and, but they don't put anywhere um, where you're also meant to kill yourself immediately afterwards. <laughs> Now that he's saying you can rent office space. He just sits on that display yeah, furniture and pretends yeah. has big high power. That'd be confusing. Though. Oh, which one of my printers do you want to print it out on, uh, <laughs> mate? They're not yours. We've asked you to leave, Mister uh, oh. Chandler. So, Dami, you were at the uh, community cup with us last week. Yeah, went to the community cup all around Australia now. The community cup. So, yeah, it's fantastic. Uh, so, it's for uh, Recklink. Yes, it is. Recklink Rand's one. There's what about fifteen thousand down at Victoria Park. There was eleven thousand and seventy-one. Oh, really? Down a big park. It was a very frigid day in Melbourne last it week. It was really cool, though. I actually have been Skidhouse alumni, uh, mm. Damo. Mm. Uh, I told a story, I think, to Damo and maybe to you last, uh, to Adam and you, but maybe last week, 
that we filmed um, the show in the Collingwood Change Rooms back in about oh, 2003 yeah. yep. for a short time, like one day. And I remember seeing Bucks and Mick Malthouse walking around. We were in the gym, basically. And I had to play a cop that day. Yep. And so I was in a police uniform and then I went around to the social club just to look at the Premiership Cups because I love looking at the Premiership Cups. And you walk in there and there's about 30 blokes, blokes that were like, oh, fuck, the cops are here. <laughs> fucking hell. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get the fuck out of here. Doing you generally see the reaction of the people. I'm like, no, no, shitty actor, shitty actor. <laughs> <laughs> Not a cop. Yeah. Uh, if you if you want a good uh, idea of where Damo and I sit in uh, our relative lives, so we were standing there watching the footy. A community cup halftime was coming up, and Damo said to me, "Did you bring a pill?" <laughs> and what was my response to you? Uh, what, what kind? Now? Yeah. Here. What, what do you want a pill for? Yeah. I thought he wanted like fucking MDMA. He wanted to kick a footy around. <laughs> kick a footy. Like, yeah. It took me about 20 seconds. Like, oh, fuck a footy, of course. Now that's a good idea. <laughs> but you've played a couple of times in the game? I played I played one year, yeah. So for those who aren't aware of it, it's for uh, basically inner city Melbourne kind of um, community radio versus the... The rock, rock dogs, dogs of the SP traditionally. It's a surprising yeah. number of people go and watch mm. people play a sport they're no good at. Um, and you don't really know who they are. Too. How did you get in? Who did you play with? I played with the Megahertz at the time. I used to do a weekly segment on Tracy Hutchison's show. Um, also at the time I was on, and Sam Lane also used to do a segment on that show. And um, it was when I was on Before the Game mm-hmm. with her. And uh, so Channel 10 actually filmed us running around. And can I just say, you would have been one of the more dominant players in that team. Because there are some people there who... Don't play footy. Because yeah. Damo can play. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, to put it the junk time I did win the Steve Connolly medal. Did you really? For best player on the ground. Good um, on you. I mainly say that because of the kind of ignoble way it was presented. Um, Rowan Connolly uh, presents it. It's his brother, Steve Connolly. Um, rest in peace. Uh, guitarist for Paul Kelly back in the day. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, it's, um, so Rowan uh, judges it and presents it every year. And uh, kind of off, off mic, he went, geez, you played well. And then he put the medal around my neck and it was just a very cheap ribbon with a, you know, crappy, you know, it's just a crappy trophy shop thing yeah. that you get so in, you know, yeah. in Maidstone. You chucked it back at him. And, and it went, he put it on me and as it went on, just the weight of it hitting my neck, the medal fell off the ribbon, <laughs> hit the ground and then perfectly rolled as, as a coin would yeah. and rolled. And I was down on my hands and knees crawling after it and it fell off the stage and into the mud. <laughs> And by the time someone had extracted it from the mud and handed it back to me, um, they'd already moved on. I just got ushered off the skate. So I didn't, I didn't ever get to raise my hand or like make a speech or anything. It was just like, yeah, get off, mate. I, I think that's fair enough. Get off. I yeah, think actually this it. year they awarded two medals. They awarded two Steve Connolly medals. Yeah, I think they now do a female and a male. Ah, uh, gotcha. Okay. Yeah. But they talked about, you talked about me last week about um, they had a, a kind of 15-meter barrier around the goal screen. Yeah, it was in the early days of females playing in it. Um, and the females could go anywhere on the ground, but there was a, there was a male exclusion zone around, oh, yeah. around each goal. Um, so you could, it was which which was yeah you know, it was fine but it did, it did as an experiment I think it was only used once mm-hmm. you just had to kind of like pull up short you'd run into an open goal and have to turn sideways and yeah right yeah kick around the body mm. now you're a journeyman of the football world how many how many teams did you play at um like including juniors probably about six mm-hmm. okay you played up north too is that right north yeah did you play at up north oh yeah I played in Darwin yeah yeah, yeah. my two Kind of my two most fun years were I played a year, um, played for the North Darwin Magpies, or now the Palmerston Magpies. Mm-hmm. How, how loose is, an, is a Darwin league? Like what a lot mean? of people on the run. 
up in Darwin. Oh, yeah, yeah. A lot, not a lot of blokes playing one of their real names. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and is that the Jeff traditional Smith. grass or do you get to play on the kind of red dirt grounds? Oh, no, it's Darwin's. Darwin, they're lush. Okay. Like you play, you play in the wet. Yep. So it'll just like team with rain for 10 minutes and then sun will come out and it'll be dry again. Yep. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, conditions are fine. But we played. I played in one thing called the um, – I played against the red dirt teams and we had this thing called the Umpires Carnival where all the leagues, so the um, Tiwi Islands, the Central League and the – NTFA and there was like an association NT um, FA or something. Yeah, they all play like a round robin. Okay, and so I played against Dimaluth, one of the um, Tiwi Island teams, and we were we were creaming them, but half of them were in bare feet, mm. and most of the crowd were Tiwi Islanders. Yeah, there's about two or three thousand people there, and the last quarter they just kind of came, just came over the top of us, and they were five points down. There was seconds to go. Ball came out of the centre, bloke in barefoot, just stood on another bloke's shoulders, sent our forward, took a mark, and then kicked a torpedo goal after the siren to win. And it's my favourite moment in footy ever. We lost by point. But over a thousand Terry Islanders just ran onto the ground and just swarmed and just picked this bloke up. And we were just kind of like caught in the maelstrom of it. And we were, that kicked us out of the comp too. Yeah. You know what I don't like about uh, the fact that they don't wear shoes or boots? Is it costs the boot stutter a game, a job? Yeah, oh, and okay. I think I, that they yeah. that you know, oh, it's all great. They don't play in boots, but you know, the deeper I, I compensated the on the day. I wore two pairs of boots. Yeah, good. Yeah, good. No, that's at the I, same I, time. I appreciate that. Yeah, is it weird playing against someone in no boots? Like you go to take a mark, or you just you know you fucking go to run, and you're thinking I'm going to smash someone's feet. No, they were just too quick. You were, yeah, you were right, getting near okay. it. It's a very open style of footy, which kind of suited me. It's, it was I was young and then. Oh, yeah, outside fast. player, are you? Yeah. <laughs> I was 21. I was quick, um, and it kind of, the game style suited me. There was there was no there was no, no one tackles? there was no one doing tackle stats. Yeah, right. There was a lot of body on body, yeah. particularly when you played against the really good teams like St Mary's, but who beat us by 40 goals one day. 40. Yeah, I was playing on <laughs> I was playing on Michael Long's brother. On the Dude. And I reckon easy had 13 or 14 touches on me in the first quarter <laughs> um, without even trying. And, I, and the coach moved me to the other wing and I played on another bloke. You played Morris Rowley's brother. Who, <laughs> <laughs> uh, he was, there was a white fella and he, he I reckon easy got 16, 17 <laughs> touches on me. So and he then, had negative 30 at halftime. And then I, I did my ankle early in the third, really early Deliberately? in the third Deliberately? Well... Psychosomatically, <laughs> it was like, you know, when you, I don't know if you've done an ankle, and they, they really hurt at first, and then yeah. five minutes later you go, actually, it's not that bad. Yeah, and I yeah. kind of got, I, I did, happened near the bench too, so I kind of got chaired off, mm-hmm. like not putting any yeah. weight on it. And about five minutes later I had to go up to Ian Smith, the coach, and go, it's actually all right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And he was really pissed off. So he put me in the back pocket. Not chaired off the ground by your teammates going, yes, he's fucking injured. <laughs> he he put me in the back pocket touches. as punishment, where I got a lot more touches because... It was just there all the time. Now let's talk about your film, The Merger. Came out last year. Mm. Who set the scene for the junk timers out there? Uh, so The Merger is based on a solo show of mine about a country footy club that is about to fold. And uh, two shows did it become? There was a first one and a yeah. Follow-up. I the think fir- I saw both, didn't I? The original. The original was called Sportsman's Night. Yeah. Um, and it was based on. Which kind I, saw of it, of, I saw at the Adelaide Fringe. Yeah, right up in mm. the up in the Belgian beer yeah. cafe. Yeah. Sportsman's Night was um, loosely based on the true story of a, um, the Gordon and Hepburn footy clubs. They had this big spat and there was this fight in the kids' playground before the game. And awesome. Blokes from uh, Gordon got put in hospital and 
I was watching the news one night, you know, tabloid news, and uh, I saw this, the club president, this big, you know, bombastic, you know, bloke who'd clearly been the coach and a player and yeah. captain in his day, had his grandson with him, and he just went, what's this little bloke going to do now? Oh, there's no footy club on a Saturday. And he looks at his grandson, he's not looking, he's just looking at this, and he's giving a clip behind the ear. <laughs> so I created a show based around that, about this club that were, yep. you know... Um, Basically, it was a sportsman's night to raise money for the legal appeal to, yeah. to, to get him off the hook. Um, and then I got approached by Regional Arts Victoria to write a show about racism. They said, Look, you've already got the characters. And so the merger became the sequel. Pro or anti? That's what Mooney said to me. <laughs> Mooney said to me when I got the commission. Because it was a fair commission. He went, so which way are you going to go? <laughs> How are you going to address racism? I mean, um, the initial title was called Stop the Boats. But apart from yeah, that... Actually. So, yeah, so that's how it started. It had a very cinematic uh, style because there's a little boy character, Neil, in it who's making a documentary about the club. And so I got encouraged to look into making a film and then eventually started working with director Mark Grentel and took five years, but um, it came out late last year. Fantastic. And it's gone all around the world now, yeah. hasn't it? Yeah, it's, weird. it's so weird. It was, it was playing um, all around the world during Refugee Week. It's just gone in... A, a, an Aussie Rules Footy Club in Richmond, Virginia. Yeah, organised this massive refugee. That's cool. And that's so really that's cool. happening. And we've also I was over in Dublin and Glasgow for their film festivals where it was uh, brought over and brought us over. And then we also played and toured around Ireland. We got approached by the Gaelic Athletic Association about potentially making a sequel. Great. Um, not a sequel. A, like a, an, a version, an Irish adaptation. An Irish adap- yep. adaptation. Yeah. And then we, the Australian Department of Foreign Affairs kind of got really interested. And really? So Peter up, Dutton called up. Dutso, yeah. Dutso was in. Check your, ba- check your background. <laughs> um, it's all the people who work for him, for those people who want a good story uh, about, you know, a positive message about refugee coming out of Australia. Right. So they were just mad for it. Like, So they were organising these events where I was talking and they'd bring all these kind of, you know, refugee activists and, um, also, yeah, kind of... It was, it was a really surreal experience watching the film in Serbian, in Belgrade. Yep. With all these, you know... Um, but also, they love film, particularly in the Balkans. They're mad for it. Like, yeah, oh, aren't they? P- filmmakers are like poets. As soon as they found people would find out it was the filmmaker, it was like, oh... Yeah, really? Yeah. Yeah. Do you think they knew yeah. what Australian rules was? Yeah. Yeah. It, it kind of made me realise how much it doesn't matter that much. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. the sport. Like, particularly for the people who had no idea about it. They just watched the story, and it could have been any sport. Well, I mean, it like, has its the film has its idiosyncrasies because of the, the the beautiful world of AFL, um, and in particularly in the country and the, yeah. The, the, the yeah the canteen lady and all that kind of culture surrounding it. But but it kind of just didn't matter. There was stuff they didn't get. Oh, no I, one knew what clinkers were. I heard in the uh, in the Caliphate they loved it. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, they still got canteen ladies over there. How long? Just, guys need a fucking hot dog and sauce. How long would it take to? Film a film like that? Uh, it's a five-week shoot. Yeah. Yeah. So on a low-budget film. That's really quick, though, isn't it, for a film? Yeah. Oh, look, for for a independent feature, it's standard. Okay. Some, some, some try and do it even quicker, but doing any quicker that year, you'll lose your mind. Because um, every you day is money because it's a long yeah. location. So yeah, yeah. Um, every day that the entire cast and crew are in a place, it's just... More money, and you weren't the director of it. So, how was it for you to stand back as the creator of it to go hand it over to someone else, but to be in it because you're a major part yeah. of it? To go, oh, I don't know about that. Was, was it like very, 
you know, would he come to you and say, I'm going to think, I'm thinking of, you know, shooting something this way or this tone yeah. about this bit? Oh, look, not really, because Mark and I were... coming to my trailer yes, again. Yeah, yeah. Um, I had a rickshaw. <laughs> <laughs> did so you have a trailer? Pulled by Stan Magro. <laughs> did, yeah. did, you, did you actually have a trailer? No, nah, yeah. no. Um, look, Mark, the director, and I worked really close together. We'd worked yeah. on a previous film, his, which he'd co-written and directed. So we already had a we already had a kind of yeah I know yeah, we've um, got a lot going on mate yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah what do you think though um, sorry I'll let you I'm anyway, so the, the end of that question is he was fine because he was across the script we yes were, we yeah, were okay. constantly he was across every change he didn't write it but he was like he was making suggestions and yep. so by the time we filmed I and I decided to. To actually, because I had so much to do, I was lead actor and right, and co-producer, yeah, yeah okay. and uh, and cater. I was doing catering <laughs> as well. Working the canteen. Um, I was have Stan Ragro got the flu, I had to pull my own rickshaw for a while. So, so no, I just decided I was I didn't want to. Yeah, in a, in a, in a, if he came to me, I would usually it was usually footy technicality stuff. Yeah, okay. he played footy himself. He was actually a decent footy player. Could have like he played with Cam Mooney and in yep. Wagga and was okay. like on the chance of being you know maybe on a on the cusp on a, on a list, but he get converted to the arts and never looked back. Turned to the um, turned to the Australian film industry yeah. for that lucrative yeah. dollar dollar yeah. dollar. <laughs> it happens a lot. Can I tell you? I can ask Claudia you. Carvin gun full forward. After um you know five years of you know development stuff like that, what are you feeling when uh you know first time they go rolling action for that first shot? Um, it was pretty emotional actually. Um. The first day, turning up and seeing like, so like it's there. Just, yeah, you're just I seeing the world, there. like seeing the world yeah. that you've written created, yeah. like creating a fake Bodgy Creek. And, yeah, um, yeah, it was pretty. And my old man had passed away about two months beforehand, and it was that bittersweet thing of like, uh, yeah, oh, oh, yeah, I can't tell him. Didn't get to see yeah. It. So yeah. The, yeah, it was a it was a bit of a roller coaster, but yeah, it's pretty, it was pretty amazing. And it's available on the kind of all the streaming yeah, services. Yeah, you can see it on Fox Now, Google Play, um, iTunes. Or you can torrent and sell it. The there's way a, I there do. is a there's a good one. There's a good copy on YouTube at the moment which I put up. Yeah, cool, sweet. Actually, junk time. If you want to email us, we can uh, just <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> send you the link. No money, we no money for past hands. Now I know we're talking demo up there, but uh, speaking of true heroes, I did the uh, MCG Stadium stomp. This morning, you did. So, so take us through that, man. What's the what's the go? So basically, it's an empty MCG. So it's like a uh, Hawthorne game, and oh, you yeah, right. run around <laughs> each tier, and uh, you just run the stairs so of the whole ground. Yeah, seventy six hundred stairs. No way. And can I just say, some of the peasants sit really fucking high up in that ground. Like they, the the top levels. Wait, goes, peasants like as in like. What do you mean peasants like? People oh, can't afford you know. Oh, okay, up the very top. Yeah, 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 okay. The, the, the scums. So you run up every stair and then what? Walk down again? Or? So you run up, 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 up the stairs, across the back of the bay, down yep. the stairs, across the front of the bay, back up. And so each time you're going to get into the bay, is there a bloke in a red coat taking your ticket? <laughs> yeah, he's like, mate, you know, blonde here. And you're like, mate, I got to run in the MCC. You got to get scanned with a uh, the the wand, the wand yeah, thing yeah. before you go in. I've never spat as much in my life as soon as I got into the MCC. I was yeah. like, I'm collarless. Did you fucking I'm love in, it though, mate? Did I'm you fucking runners. love it? I did feel, I did feel. Good. Did you stop off from foie gras while you were there? The Powerade was particularly delicious <laughs> in that part of the ground. But there was one part of the ground when I went up to so in the in the top tier and i've never been up that deep so it goes you know how you sit in like you know uh c7 is your seat it goes up to z mm. then it goes double a double b yeah double, all the way yeah. up to double h mm. so there was one point where i was at double h 23 which is in the pocket of um the southern stand 
and you cannot see the forward part of the ground. What, you're hidden behind the uh, scoreboard? Uh, yes, you are. Yeah, you're hidden like, behind like, the scoreboard. It's yeah. like watching a World Cup at Lords from an apartment next yeah, door. Yeah, yeah. Right. So you basically, you have to look at the, because the um, other screen is opposite you, mm-hmm. and that's the only vision you've got, and it's fucking a lot of the ground, like from half forward down to the Just goals. can't see it. Cannot see it. That's but so, I suppose only in a grand final people would be sitting there, really. I would think so, yeah. yeah. When yeah. you ha- kind of have to. Um, but also, yeah, why there. not put a screen it's there? It's also where they put watch the... Well, I guess you can see it straight across it's the where the score review is, too. <laughs> 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 they don't even have... They actually don't use monitors. <laughs> yeah, it's probably not too far from. But I'll tell you what, fucking running that much, my legs were jelly. Like, it, I was cooked. All that hills. What time did you do? Hour, hour and five. Hour and five? Yeah. It took that long? Yeah, yeah. Oh, and, think, and it was. I'm surprised it's that. Sure. It was constant. And yeah. who? What? What would, would the? What did they release time be, you? Did they release you in like in waves? In yeah. waves. So every fifteen minutes, and so the wave in front of us was the um, uh, what do you call them? The the people that help other people, the um, rescue people. You know, firemen and ambos and all that sort of shit. Uh, losers, do gooders. Yeah, exactly, yeah. do gooders. Yeah. And you would catch up to a wave, and so then you'd have to slow down a little bit to get past people, and then there'd be a wave in front of that where because a lot of people were just walking it. Yeah, sure, sure, so sure. Just be like, and then you know the people in the tutus, and you're like, you're fucking regretting that outfit now. Aren't yeah, you? yeah, gotcha. Like they're they're fundraising. Well, did you, did you fundraise or did well, you? Yeah, the whole thing's um for um leukemia. Yeah, okay. Did they have like at every staircase or you know the um exit point? A bloke standing there with four beers and a tray looking pretty <laughs> sick. Did you have to run around him? <laughs> yeah, he was there the whole time. It was yeah. pretty good. Was, yeah. was there, was there a uh, behavioural awareness officer walking around? Yeah, just no, kind of keeping a check on things? He did the whole thing. <laughs> I, did the, uh, I did the Eureka run about 2010, I reckon. I fucking cannot understand how you could do that because, at least with mine, you had a break of running across the top you of the bay and then back down. Yeah, yeah. So I think it's 88 floors, I think. Yes. And I just did it just for the hell of it. And I didn't do any training or anything like yeah. that. How do you um, not do it without training? I don't understand. Well, I mean, I was like running around. I was, yeah, I'm, you're a fit guy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but I think after about four flights, I was like, this isn't too bad. Yeah. And then about the fifth flight, it was like, <laughs> this is fucking hell. <laughs> and so I just walked up the next 83. Like, it was a nightmare. And there's no there's no uh, oxygen, like, there's no breeze coming through there. At no. least there uh, at the G, you know, you get into the sun for some yeah. bits. It was really nice. The main thing was about halfway yeah, through, I was down, like... look at three quarters of the ground. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, it was really lovely bits. Well, the main thing was about halfway through, I was like, really need to go to the toilet right now. And I said to the uh-huh. lady, you know, is there a toilet? And she's like, um... Up the top, and I'm like, ooh, yeah, is that why problem. Dewell's always stink of piss? Well, I reckon. Yeah, because people just go, oh, shit, it's yeah, too far. I'm just, I'm just taking a dump yeah. here. Well, well, no, congratulations, mate. Thank is you, it, mate. Is it just uh, for shits and giggles or was it a fundraiser? Or? Uh, yeah, the fundraiser for, was for leukemia, so, you know, okay. I am a, uh, a hero. A hero. Yeah, yeah pretty much. Yeah, yeah, that's good to know. Hey, Taylor Garner got into a bit of action. Uh, Ah, uh, mate, you go to Sydney, you fucking end up in a bit of trouble. He went yeah. out with a few mates and I think a few players as well. Well, he's, he's uh, an ex-North Melbourne player, Ryan Clark, mm-hmm. plays for the Swans now. And so he was catching up with him. And they always say uh, the exclusive Double Bay pub, the Golden Sheaf. I know the Golden Sheaf. Yeah, and I've been there. I would say it's just a fucking pub. Uh, yeah, but it's in an exclusive area. Like Double yeah, I, Bay, like literally Malcolm Turnbull's office is like 100 metres from that pub. So I, I know what you're saying, yeah. but it, it's just a fucking pub. Like, it doesn't do anything different. It's yeah. just like... No, you're right, you're right, you're right, you're right. Full of uh, better class cockheads. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Yeah, no, there'd be a lot... But I haven't said that. If you do go to the Golden Sheaf in Double Bay, I reckon fair chance you want to punch a cunt in the face. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, there would be a lot of fucking douchebags I've, right I've, there. I've flown up there just, <laughs> just to do that. Just to punch on. Just, I've just... 
Didn't take didn't even take carry on, just went <laughs> off the plane, over to the so, golden sheep. Sorry, punched mate, a cut in the face straight to the airport. You know, uh, and I, I, the, the woman at Watermark thought I was just had been in the shop the whole time. You went into flight center and they said, oh, I just want a trip to Sydney and like, Oh, you had enough for work for No, I just want to punch a cut in the face. Yeah. 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 I'd need a uh, a flight that lands at four and a flight that returns at four thirty. <laughs> I want maybe it. a futures blogger specific, or be specific <laughs> who I want to hit. So he's been suspended at this stage. They said he was in co- in, intoxicated and drinking with a group of players with friends from Sydney yeah. and the yep. like. So he's seemingly, I don't know if I can say this, I'm going to say it, punched a dude in the face. We broke now, his nose. And broken the nose. Oh, no, actually, maybe, in, no, allegedly. I didn't say that. Allegedly. Allegedly, allegedly yeah. yeah. Absolutely. yeah. No, his nose, maybe the guy had his, bro- his uh, nose was broken before he got there. Mm. And you know those times when you're like, fuck, my nose broken. I might go to an exclusive bar tonight. <laughs> yeah. And hopefully no one hits me in it. Um, uh, was it... I mean, I, I've got a mate who's a similar affliction. He's t- like Taylor Garner, surname, surname. Was it? Was that Was that it? Was that the reason? Did the bloke baiting him about not really having a Christian uh, name? Oh, double names, yeah. yeah. Oh, that's a good point. I think it might have been. Isaac uh, Isaac Heaney was there, and he looked after the dude, right? He looked after the dude that got mm, bashed, and yeah. then he had to ring the Swans and say, "Mate, uh, another footballer smashed this guy. I took care of him. I'm a good egg. Yeah, I'm. How good am I? Yeah. And they're like, oh, "Peace be with you." He said, "How many times you have done the stadium stop?" And he went, "None." He said, "Oh well, yeah. still second to Rosie. <laughs> You're a bit of a shit bloke." And they talk about one of the problems being that Taylor didn't tell the club that it had happened. And so well, I why think would you? You don't know. You, maybe sometimes, you know, when, like if you and I are having a muck it around and I bust your nose, I don't mm. know if you're going to complain about no, it. No, no, I actually, I, I actually want you to keep your secret Yeah, because I don't want people to know that I went down sometimes <laughs> from you. But if we, are, we do live in the world of self-reporting. That's a good point. Yeah. He Apparently. saw that. He yeah. saw what... Uh, and North, North had very high standards. Luke McDonald, um, he dodged himself in for getting a parking fine the other day. Is that right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he paid it. Like he'd, it wasn't that, like he defaulted. He paid it. But you just never know. Yeah. You just don't know how the club's going to react. Yeah. Where were you? What street, mate? Because imagine if they had got out. Yeah, you know that. You know that Arden Street. They're always fucking around here. Yeah. How many times do we have to tell you? Fuck, I'm sorry. It's a city error, mate. Yeah, so, they're hard. <laughs> on the topic of North... Uh, well, Reshaw has to become coach now. They had a smashing win over Collingwood last night. That is a big win. Some 40 points. Demolished them. So what if they won maybe two out of four? Do you reckon? Uh, no, he's won three from four. One three from four. Three from yeah, four. He's only lost to GWS down in uh, Hopes. Traditional home of football. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, uh, Pickers came out this week. Our mate Pickers. Liam Pickering. Liam Pickering came out this week and he said well, he that... he wouldn't have said anything though. Well, this is the first time he actually has said something. Hang on. He said that he has been contacted by North Melbourne uh, about horse and that Ben Buckley from North has also contacted Sydney, I believe, and right. said, hey, is it okay if we talk to Horse? So Horse is contracted till the end of 2020. Yep. Sydney's putting out the feelers now, do they want to resign? While North is going to come in with a contract that Wayne Carey says, take Wayne Carey at his word, mm. 1.8 for five years. Big bucks. It is big. Can North afford that? They have a war chest, Adam. They've got oh, a war chest. Oh, that's a good point. And they've never got to spend the fucking war chest because yeah, no one yeah, wants to go the to war them. Chest. So yeah. they're not going to blow it on a player. They're going to blow it on a coach. This will be the first big they, name they actually land. They're going to resume General Blamey. It'll <laughs> <laughs> actually be the first, the first big, um, big name they actually land. But is this... All right, all right. So Liam Pickering has never taken a phone call ever. He doesn't know what anyone's doing. And all of a sudden, he has said... He had no idea until, until Gary Ablett signed the contract. He had no idea he was going. Didn't, didn't know until, Buddy Until Buddy Franklin... Went to Sydney. Signed the contract, even though they'd been meeting with he, Sydney he for a year from a previous. He rang in Sydney and, and 
Pickers was like, why is this O2, buddy? He goes, mate, I'm in Sydney. I'm signing for the Swans. He's like, fuck, I didn't know that. They are, but so why all of a sudden has he fucking done a, a 180? Oh, yeah, for sure. Easy, because he wants to push Sydney's hand and say, you know, oh. fork up the cash or whatever, get the big deal, because I've got uh, the other people hanging around. And wait a few weeks, he might have St Kilda hanging around. Fuck, if you want to believe what people want to believe, fucking Hawthorne hanging around. I don't know, Clarko's going to cut, mate. So, it's all good. So, so obviously, they, they have to be seen to be looking for a big fish. And if Reshaw all of a sudden they start losing again, then you know they're gonna they're gonna need a horse or a ruse. They need a they need a big name. I don't think North can be the kind of team that can get a no name. They need a marquee coach. That's true, but the thing is, it's so yeah. But it's it's so bizarre, bizarre, isn't it? But there's different things. Is like if I was if I was playing thing about moving and I saw the way North are playing at the moment under him, I'd go. I'll, I'd go, I'll go there. there. Yeah. I don't. Like, got as opposed it. to going, oh, a bloke who's been coached for nearly 20 years in another club and comes comes in and is kind of in the f- back end of his coaching career, I'd be more excited about that. About race. The thing that yeah. annoys me the most about that is the untried, is you go, but how do they become tried? Like, Malthouse was fucking nothing. Uh, Clarkson was nothing. You mm-hmm. know, before they became superstar coaches, they weren't always all in the system. I remember being really annoyed when Hawthorne... Chose Clarko? No, no. When they missed out, they missed out on Terry Wallace and missed out on Rodney Aid. They yeah. were the two names going at the time. And then it was like, who's this bloke Clarko in an oversized suit walking out of Glenfrey Oval? And you go, oh, fuck, this guy, good luck. Yeah, well, that's exactly the thing. It's like, they have to start somewhere and mm. they're not always in great systems. They don't always have to come out of the Hawthorne. How many mm. fucking systems can people, can Hawthorne cough up? Hey, um, do you want to go and watch a game in LA? Now? Right now. Sure. I would. Yeah. The Giants are talking about playing a game in LA, which I actually quite like. Yeah, I'd go. I, I think said, it'd be fantastic. I said there's 60,000. I'd probably 000. prefer Seattle. Well, that's just, just a cooler city. Yeah, Port, okay. Portland, Oregon. Yeah. Too Portland would be great. Portland's more like Melbourne. Yeah. They said there are 60,000 people currently living in California from Australia. Australians, yeah. yeah. Therefore, they go, heck, we've got a pretty good, decent crowd there. Yep. And so the Giants are going to play. They want to play, I think, a preseason game in the fact that uh, four points, but before the season starts. Yeah. So it's probably a bit oh, rich to play it during the season unless it's like the, unless they have like the one bye week where everybody bye. gets off. Yeah. So you're saying instead of Carlton and Richmond kicking off on Thursday, GWS kick off on the Wednesday. Playing against someone. Ten days later. Yes. No, mm. you're right. Okay. I like it. Yeah, I don't mind it. Um, they're playing at the Improv Club. <laughs> well, the, the it's big, an early and a late show. Yeah. Well, the big question, Damo, is actually the fact like where do you get, actually get the actual ground? Because there are some magnificent stadiums in uh, LA, but they're all football stadiums or Universal, soccer stadiums. Universal lot have got a, a ready-made AFL stadium. <laughs> I mean, they just they just kind of make them now, just in case there's a film. Play no. the um, Skywalker Ranch. Yeah, just out of uh, San Fran. <laughs> what about out of Anaheim? Out in like Disneyland, surely? Yeah, or well, the loading the loading dock of the Death Star. Not bad. Heaps it's of pretty room. Pretty big. We've got a tree too high. Yeah, animals got to eat. Yeah, the Disney. Yeah, Disneyland would have to have, a f- have some space. I, I think of all the places, LA is 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 the place that you'd be able to find. Do you, in the middle of a game, if there's an earthquake, is it play on? What's your What's your take on that? Yeah. Well, it, as long as the ball hasn't kind of disappeared down a fissure, I think you just yeah, keep playing. Okay, yep. Yeah, <laughs> just play on. Yeah, and if you're yeah. stuck on the fat side of the fissure. Yeah, it's bad luck. It's just bad luck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's kicking, yeah. It, kicking into the fisher. Yeah, if you if you if you make the switch over the fisher, yeah, that's fucking, that's tactics. Imagine if like you got a free kick because your runner, <laughs> your runner fell onto the ground. 
fell 55 metres onto the ground. You know, actually, no, you've raised a very good question there. What actually happens if the runner comes on? Like, if the runner just went for it, fuck it, I'm going to run on the ground. Is that a free kick? Have they actually got a rule? Uh, yeah, it's absolutely a free kick. Yeah, but uh, did we know for sure if that's actually a free kick? Like, uh, what do they do? Where's the free kick from? Is it from the back pocket? So, why can't well, you just send point. the runner on? the back pocket, then Just you send go, the yeah, runner send on, on send the yeah. message out. Like, they talked last week about Buddy couldn't get on the ground because the runner couldn't get out there to tell people to come off. Yep. So, for 10 minutes, he was off the ground, and they say he contributed maybe to the hamstring that he did. So, if you're in a grand final, mm. picture the scenario, grand mm. final. Fuck, mm. a grand final. Work experience no. kid doing yeah. the regal in, review. <laughs> in LA, during, yeah. during yeah. an earthquake. Yeah, you're yeah. sitting in HH 23. You're in the back pocket, and then you've got to get a message to the forward flank. Runner comes out. <laughs> Free kick, free kick back, back pocket. pocket. Who gives a shit? I don't really care because I've got to get the information out there. That is a great question. It'd have to be a free kick in front of goals. Do you reckon? I wonder. And if they all came on, like if all your runners came on. Because remember, remember that time for a while when they had like an interchange um, mistake and they'd get a free kick and a 50 metre, I think I'm right? Yeah, so they have a shot from the 50, wouldn't hmm. they? Which is the most... Uh, Awesome um, change they ever made. There's some uh, disturbing news. We'll wrap it up shortly, uh, Damo and Adam, but uh, we've got news from Easton Wood who mm. says that he would take a pay cut to encourage reduced saturation of gambling companies in the AFL. And I have to say, Adam, that I agree entirely with Do this. You? I think we need to reduce the saturation of gambling companies Let's in the AFL. Let's get rid of all of them. Get rid of all of them but except for one, and that would be... Junk, junk bet. bet. Yep. Junk bet. Australia's finest betting company. For everybody out there, if you want to get your money on a game, anytime, anywhere, junk bet will take care of you. Did you see that Bitcoin had a little bit of a uh, spike this week? That was thanks to junk bet. Junk bet's getting involved. We will take anything, Damo. Actually, yeah. Damo, if you want to bet on a game, more than happy to de- take your pay from the merger. Yeah. We're going to happy to look after that. We give you the sweetest odds that you can get. On, on anything. Mate, anything. We had odds on the game in the merger. Which is you know, no, no other, wow. and we would do that for people walking into the cinema. They'd be like, "Oh, we know who's going to win." You're like, "No, no, no, I don't think yeah. you do." We, we used to recut it. So oh, you used to go, yeah, yeah right. That's, that's, when you're, I wouldn't mind watching that. When, so sick of how it. When you're in the Balkans at the film festival, we were actually betting on like the reviews as people yeah, walked out. Yeah. We were like, "What are they going to say? We're, thumbs up, thumbs down." Yeah, we were betting whether, whether there'd be under or over fifty percent of people smoking in the cinema. <laughs> we're getting some ripe odds. Our line was three and a half stars. Were people darting in the cinema? Uh, it was the only place that people weren't darting. The really, pod, the place where we filmed it screened it in Belgrade is like this. Um, it's like Acme in Melbourne. It's, yeah. it's like a museum. It's got the. Um, it's one of the top five film repositories in the entire world mm-hmm. okay. for a number of historical films. But everywhere, it was the only place I didn't see people darting. I was in, <laughs> I was in a cafe being interviewed by this um, kind of socialist newspaper, and, and the guy the guy who was interviewing me had um, he had cerebral palsy as well. And he and my translator were both darting up like through the whole conversation. <laughs> and at one point, and it was because of he had cerebral palsy, just ash was just just blowing blowing all over me, on down my leg. <laughs> I looked around. The only other bloke in the cafe not smoking was the waiter, who had a pipe. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we're we'll more smoking. Shortly, we've yeah. got a uh, football in real life, Adam. You reckon okay. that's cool? Hit me. So here we are from Thomas. So we get an email today from people uh, who spot footballers in their day, oh, uh, days about. Um, Mark Neal, Office Works Car Park. <laughs> yeah, that, that, yeah, that's a perfect, yeah. that's actually a perfect, that's an archetype football in real life. Yeah. Okay. I cannot, no, no, can I just The more say, mundane, the better too. Yeah. Like, can I just say that Mark Neal coming to your fucking house <laughs> is next fucking level. <laughs> that <laughs> is unbelievable. Yeah, yeah. Actually, junk time is out there. Did you have a Essendon oh. coach come to your place and... 
you know, say yeah. sorry. Yeah, where, where does Woosha live? Do you know? Is he no. like an Ascot Vale? Because I imagine most warehouse. I'm not sure. <laughs> Herdy's Surak. I could show you where Herdy lived. Yeah, yeah but he was no, already I'm not out sure there, what, yeah. yeah, not sure. And, and we all know where Bomber lives. Yeah. So, uh, he had people door knocking his house, but for completely different reasons. Yeah. Fuck, man. That's got. A bit imagine, rich, yeah. Imagine having, a, imagine, imagine having a door knock the Hell's Angels Center in Elphington. There's two Essendon members here. Fuck. Yeah. Like it, it, getting door knocked by Mark Neal is one thing. Getting knock, door knocked by a dude with face tats is like yeah. a different level. Called Bang Bang. And he seemed to kind of, it's kind of moseyed in, kind of like, you know, I'm going to just from what, there. what he no, said. He just fucking he came to visit and he just fucking hung around. Yeah. yeah. Bang, bang Bang did the door knocks for <laughs> Mark Thompson. <laughs> oh, bang Bang. Uh, here we go from Thomas. By night, I'm an Uber driver in Geelong area. Ooh. Last weekend, the Cats by week corresponded with the end of exams for Deakin Uni students. Deakin Uni Geelong. Ever done a gig there, Damo? Yep. Yeah, Devon and one. Yeah, I reckon I have. Yeah, sweet. Yeah, that all. Yeah. Cam- I've done every Deacon campus. Yeah, yeah. The sweetest one was was it Deacon Gippsland? Yeah. Uh, on a Saturday afternoon, you head down and you entertain for half an hour the um uh, kind of country students who would come in on the weekend to meet their shoots and stuff oh, like okay. that. And uh, it was a fucking nightmare. <laughs> <laughs> it was like fifteen people. You were interrupting their lunchtime, and it was shit. Do you want to hear about my Deacon Warnable kick? Yeah, go for yeah, it. Quick, quickly. I was doing a gig at all the campuses, actually talking to teachers, um, third year, about to graduate. Because you're a former teacher. Yeah. So kind of like a comedy chat, but, you know, just about career. This and is what's going to happen. And um, they got progressively shitter, and I got down to the Warnable one, and um, the lecture finished, and then everyone just left, and there was about 17 people left, and, like, they didn't really know why they were yeah. had to stick around. And some people kind of turned up, and it was one of those like floor down the floor stairs up the top. And I look, and there's a woman just like pushing a pram, it's a mature age student. And I started talking for about five minutes, and she's I can just hear her oh, harumphing, and, and eventually she goes, "Excuse me, who are you, and why are we here?" <laughs> <laughs> it's the best review you had. <laughs> Uh, so she clearly been told to come in and was not happy. Uh, anyway, party time at the Cats. So the Geelong townspeople were particularly enthusiastic in their pursuit of some Saturday night frivolity. I was several hours into my shift and thanks to the plentiful amount of surge fares, I was doing a very well for myself when I received a trip request from a suburban street from a Mark with a 4.9 star rating. Good well, work. that's high. That's Fucking not bad. Hell, Mark. I, got, doing I got an Uber recently and the guy was like, I see your rating's been dropping. So if you give me five, I'll give you five. And I was like, yeah, that's a load of bullshit. You can't track my rating like that. I think you can. Uh, anyway, I arrived. Hang on, hang on. Why, why is your Uber rating? You've been a bit of an asshole to. Uber. I don't know what it is. Yeah, I don't know what it is. I'll have to look it up. Yeah. What, what's yours at? Um, I actually haven't checked. I've got a very good story about an Uber rating that relates to you, but finish this first and I'll. Yeah, yeah, we'll be the God, judges of whether it's a good yeah. story. <laughs> <laughs> I arrived at the street and couldn't spot anyone immediately waiting for me, so I pulled over and took the opportunity to catch up the latest witty and sardonic football-related tweets coming from the Junk Time AFL Twitter feed uh, until a per- my periphery direct to detected a huge blonde man waking, making his way out of the house to my right. Blixavs. He strode right to the passenger side of my car, banged on the window, when I rolled down to reveal cats number 46, Mark Blixavs, yelling, Is this the Uber for Mark? I could have responded by saying the make, the model of my car registration identically matches the details <laughs> on the app. You're currently holding your hands. So what do you reckon, mate? But instead I said, yes. He had clearly been indulging in a, a few froths 
and he didn't and I didn't want to do anything to detract from his enjoyment for the hedonism of bye week. He proceeded to fill the car with several of his rowdy friends, himself opting to wait behind for another trip. His friends were all very nice and complimented on how much of a legend he is for shouting them a trip to Geelong's iconic Sailor's Rest cocktail bar <laughs> when i arrived his friends joked that i should rate believe <laughs> two stars but then stressed that i should actually definitely give him five star because otherwise he would beat the shit out of them can i just say though like they're, they're really talking him up i don't think there's a huge uber fare in geelong yeah like unless he was like you know uh, at mogs creek and goes mate i'll fucking i'll get the uber back to geelong because so mogs creek sub, is actually yeah. yeah. mogs is actually deceptively far from the heart of geelong fucking oath it is yeah yeah yeah, yeah. No, paddy dangerfield's it's, traveling a fair way yeah yeah it's closer to adelaide he's <laughs> i don't know what, what he was thinking <laughs> i don't know why he left yeah. <laughs> so what do you got uber uh so this a couple of years ago i don't know um, where this story's going uh, that's why i'm worried it was during melbourne fringe and you'd been doing a gig at the comics lounge and we'd just been at fringe and we're with Kelly Gamola, comedy booker, and my wife yep. Zilla. And you kind of came over and joined us. And then Zilla and you booked Ubers at the, about the same time. And you accidentally got in Zilla's. Right. And which can happen, it was fine, and drove off. And then we kind of realized it, and the other one got cancelled. We had to book another one. Anyway, Zilla looked at her rating a couple of days later, and she'd been. Because. <laughs> I don't know what had happened, but yeah. she'd uh, her rating, she'd, whoever it was, had given her like a one star rating, <laughs> and, had, and had dropped her down to like four point three, and she was livid. <laughs> so whenever What'd it brings, I, every time I look at her rating, I go, oh, Rosie's going, yes, because it's, it's, she hasn't got a. No wonder when she comes over on grand final day, she steals shit. What Absolutely. did you do then? Why did you get the? I one? can't remember. I do remember that night we were at the um, the Fringe Festival hub, and I was quite drunk. But I, no, fuck, you were. Right. I think you were all right. Was I? Yeah. You went, well, oh, maybe, maybe, hold, maybe holding it together. Blixav was knackered. He was he was right <laughs> off. I do wonder what we need to do to get a Uber thing. Like, if I kind of, I don't, maybe not talk to people in the in the Uber. Like, I'm wondering, like, does that does that take a point off? Like, I don't do anything wrong. You only do what they want. If they want to talk, then you talk. If they don't mm. want to talk, then they don't. But can I just say, when they're like, oh, give me five stars. You go, a five-star movie is one of the best movies I've ever seen. Yeah, mm. sure. Yeah. For you to get me from A to B without dying, that's not five, yeah. mate. That's like three, three and a half. That's it's a, fucking... It's a yeah, bit thirsty. <laughs> Can I tell you my first my first memory of a um, footballer in a yeah yeah uh, place in a public place, Carl Dietrich, Preston Market. Really? Yeah, I was young enough. Like he was massive. I just remember looking up at him. I was I was old enough to know who he was. Like yeah. I think I, I think it was like six, and I just started collecting footy cards, uh-huh. and I kind of recognised him from the footy card. And did you say anything? Did you or you just like were in awe? Just I was just kind of in awe. Yeah, yeah. I'd fo- I followed him for a bit. <laughs> Were you a big one for autographs and stuff like that when you were little? No, I was a bit shy. Mm-hmm. I remember being donating to the Good Friday Appeal and um, they said, do you want to speak to someone? I went, nah. They go, nah, you better be back for us. And Simon Madden's right, right next to me. And I'm going, nah, I don't want to talk to you. Yeah, well. <laughs> Fellow teacher. Eventually got on, yeah. I remember being told to get off the ground by Lee Matthews in a nice way. But oh, I think cool. it might have been 84, 85 grand final. And my brother and I were kind of just at, at training at the grand final and we were walking within the boundary, yep. not in the way. And he just said, hey, fellas, do you might want to get off so you don't get hit by a ball or something. Well, that's cool. Yeah, and so I walked up and I said, fucking cow punched him. <laughs> yeah, <fair laughs> As enough. he would have wanted. I saw Bruce Dahl at the Greensboro Plaza <laughs> yeah. when I was about eight, yeah. I reckon. And that was like, you know when you're, you're little and you just don't think that Footballers exist in the real yeah, world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just so foreign. And I was like, it's fucking Bruce Dool. Yeah. yeah. And like, again, I wasn't going to go over and say anything to him. I was like seven or eight. But I was like, fuck, he's legit. Right there. He's right there. Yeah. He's 
fucking exists. Morris Rowley lived over the road from me when I was a little kid. Okay. Yeah. I mean, the classic one, Damien, you're my uh, friend Paul Collegia, a friend of the show, who was on a few weeks ago. The classic one for footballers in real life is um, Jim Jess used to run his local video shop. Which oh, is really? Just That's magical. Great. That's That's <laughs> perfect. It's perfect in yeah. every aspect. Yeah. Yeah, mum had an affair with Phil Manessa. <laughs> Before the goal. We're going to hit the road. We're Junk Time Offer Pod on Gmail, Junk Time Offer Pod at Twitter and Facebook and the Gram. We're going to hit the road. Go Hawks. Go Blues. Bye, Serves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.